Mark 4, 1 to 20. Again, he, Jesus, began to teach beside the sea. And a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil. And immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into the good soil and produced grain, uh, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. When he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked about the parables. And he said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see but not perceive, and may indeed hear but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. And these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit, thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. This is the word of the Lord. Well, good morning. It is a privilege and a joy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Last time we were here was seven years ago, and we had just come back from, from Africa, from South Sudan. And uh, we've heard of the church and been really encouraged by how the Lord has blessed you and grown you and, and be able to worship with you today in this liturgy, which is so beautiful. And so I praise God for a gospel-centered church here in Ottawa that we find here. Now, you've heard the word read, and as we get into this word together, would you also continue to hear this word? And I wanted to begin with how, as we served in South Sudan, the remembrance of flying over South Sudan and seeing these homesteads dotted across the landscape, and realizing the task that was before us. How are we going to see the word of God sown in this place that is a harsh place, that is difficult to reach certain villages? And the Lord provided an incredible tool of FM radio to reach the people in their homes. And when the tower came to be erected, a photographer came as well, and he set his camera at the setting of time-lapsed photography. Now, if you know anything about that, you'll know that time-lapsed photography will take pictures in increments, and then in this promotional video, it was within 10 seconds seeing this tower, all the elements going up. 
Now, that's what a camera can do. Imagine if a camera could also take a picture of how the Word of God is broadcasted from this tower and reaches the hearts of the people as they hear this Word and how they respond in different ways. Because in this parable that Jesus is teaching, we find that there are different kinds of hearers, different responses to the Word of God as it is sown. And Jesus, as he gives many parables in the Scriptures, he has a purpose in giving parables. And what is his purpose? Is to see that some who have the ears to hear will hear, but others who have, do not have the eyes to see, do not have the ears to hear and understand, would not then be forgiven and be saved. So we have in this parable of Jesus these words that go out, and there are different responders to the word. And this is the gospel that we hear as he teaches this gospel through a parable. If you look at verse 10, he says that as the disciples heard this parable and they wanted to know the meaning of the parable, they were asking him, and he says to them, to you it has been given the secrets of the kingdom of God. But to those on the outside, everything is in parables. You see, the knowledge of the kingdom is given to some, and it is withheld from others. This knowledge, where some receive it and others do not, concealed to some and revealed to others. This was the purpose of parables. And I was serving there in South Sudan, seeking to understand how to take even a passage like this and understand in the work of evangelism, in church planting, and how when the seed goes out to various people to teach these church planters that there will be different responses as they sow this seed, even as they teach such a parable. And so the question today is not so much how other people hear and respond to the word, but we're going to look at ourselves. What kind of hearer are you? As there are four kinds of hearers here, four kinds of soils, what kind of hearer are you? Ask yourself that question as we look here at the first one, is the hardened hearer, the hardened hearer. This is where the seed is sown on the path. Where first of all, if you look at verse well, let's go to the very beginning here where Jesus is in a boat and he's teaching this parable and all, imagine all the crowds hearing this parable and he says now the sower goes out and he sows the seed and some of those seeds fall on a path. And this is a footpath. Imagine the sower going out and he has his bag over his shoulder and he takes a handful of those seeds and he scatters them on the field, and some of them will fall upon this path that's made by footsteps, people walking through a field. Now, some of those seeds are trampled underfoot as people walk by 
while the birds flying over will spot the seeds on this path and will come and snatch it away. And as we know, this parable was explained. We have here the explanation in verse 14. So the sower sowing the seed, which is what? The word of God. In verse 15, these are the ones along the path when the word is sown and they hear what happens to that seed. As people hear the word of God, for some, Satan comes and snatches away that seed as soon as it is heard, as it is heard. That seed is taken away. It's snatched away by Satan. There is a deceiver. There is an agent at work. Even as the word of God goes out, the word is snatched away with some. It is snatched. Now, we can't always blame the devil for everything. Because even looking into the heart, you will see that some hearts are hard, hardened, hardened. As we heard from the prophet Isaiah, some people see and hear, but they do not understand, so that they will not turn away. They will not be forgiven. Even as this here, this word goes out for some people, they hear, but as soon as it's heard, the word is snatched away so that they will not understand and be saved. That's the way it is for some as the word goes out. Now, you may understand your own heart as a believer. If you're a Christian here, you may understand that you can even have a hard heart where you're sitting there and listening to the word of God and it's not finding soil in your heart because it's hard. And that's why in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, it says, exhort one another every day as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Is that the state of your heart today? Hard because of sin. And if you know someone here, then let you go to that person. Exhort them. Don't allow sin to harden your heart. Because that's what can happen in hearing the word. It does not find a place. There was one time where, as a new believer, I was full of exhortation. Uh, even after the service, and hearing the preaching, there was a couple there that the girl who was from the church invited her boyfriend, and I asked him, so what did you think of the message? And he says, I didn't understand anything. And I said, well, that's because you're spiritually dead. I was a young believer, theologically true, but wouldn't say that. <laughs> But it is true. The one who is blind, the one who is deaf, cannot see, cannot hear, cannot understand, will not be forgiven, will not be saved. Is that you here today? Now hear, hear now. And if any, all of you hear now, the second one who hears, it's the, the one who has a shallow response. It's the shallow hear. It's this, this is the seed that is sown and that is in shallow soil. It's among the rocks, it says. 
If you look at verse 5, it says, other seeds fell on a rocky ground. And when it says rocky ground here, it does not mean that it's full of pebbles, but it means that there's a very thin layer of soil, and right underneath there's bedrock. There's no room for the roots to go down deep. And it says here, there's not much soil, and immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil, so there was nothing for it to find moisture. And so what is this one like, this here like? If you look at verse 16, these are the ones sown on rocky ground, and the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. They do receive it. They hear it. They receive it with joy. And they have no root of themselves, and endure for a while then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. This is the superficial response to the hearing of the Word of God. It's shallow. It doesn't last. It's the one who hears this Word, even has an immediate response of joy. Have you known people like this where it seems as though they are, they are Christians, new Christians, and yet what happens in their life? Trials, temptations persecution come, and they fall away. Do you know that this is a promise in the Bible? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, it says, if anyone wishes to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, will be persecuted. The reason why so many people fall away is because they're so surprised of, the, of what they did not expect. The trials, the persecution when they come. And you know, if you've ever discipled someone, it's wise to tell them that trials and temptations and, and all kinds of trouble and persecution will come, because they will come. And when it comes, people, it's as though they did not expect it. And what does Peter say? That do not be surprised, the fiery trials that come to test you, that somehow it's a surprise to you when it's happening. And we know that also when we have trials that come, various kinds of trials, that we're called to rejoice and count it all joys in that, rejoice in them. How is that possible for us to have a joy that's different from this joy? This is not a joy that lasts, but the joy that James speaks of in chapter 1, verse 2, to count it all joy, a joy that will last. How is that possible? We have to look under the soil. We have to see what is happening. If these roots that go down and they find bedrock, they have no room to grow. But those that have room to grow and they go deep, they will find moisture. In Jeremiah chapter 17, it says that those who trust in the Lord, they are blessed. Why? Because their, their roots go down deep into the soil, into the stream to find that moisture. And when times of drought come, they still bear fruit. 
even in famine. Now, yesterday we had a storm, didn't we? Our neighborhood is out of power. And there are trees that have gone down. If you were to look under the soil, those trees, what would you find? We'd maybe find some places where there's weakness in the roots. But those trees that still stand, even such winds that we saw yesterday, will find those roots deep down into the soil. And so when the metaphorical storms come into your life, what's under the surface of the soil in your heart? Are there roots going deep into the waters, the living waters, abiding in God's word? Where there, if you see the root, you will find the fruit and you will find joy. How is it that you find people in your life all around when they have joy in the midst of such great trials, even persecution? That's the one who has the roots that are deep. And that's the one who hears not like the one we see here, the shallow, the shallow here, or like this next one, the one who hears and is distracted by many things, the distracted hearer. And this is the seed that is sown among thorns, among the thorns. This is what Jesus says in this parable. Others fell on the rocky ground. We saw that. Others fell, verse 7, among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. This is what we see in our gardens all the time, isn't it? The battle with the thorns, with the weeds. You plant something, it grows up, but you know the thorns and the weeds will come with it. What is the meaning of this particular parable? In the heart of everyone who hears in verse 817. Let me go to verse 18. And the others are the ones who sow among the thorns. They are those who hear the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires of other things enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful. So what is happening here? We look above the surface, and we're seeing thorns growing up with that plant. And we're seeing them crowd around, closer and closer, choking the plant so that it bears no fruit. Do you see that? And what are those things in our lives, in the heart that you would observe? You would see those things that are described here, deceit of riches, desires of accumulating things, of pleasures. And you see the cares, the worries, the anxieties of life. All of these things in the heart, growing up, crowding around and choking the plan. Make room for growth, but you can't because it's crowded around and there's no room. This is what we find in Scripture, isn't it? When we think that we need these things, 
the crowd around in our lives when the Apostle Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 8, if we have food and clothing, we shall be content. I read that and think, I'm not. It's not enough. When we have access to everything we want, the click of a mouse, we've got in our door the next day. All the stuff. Is the stuff evil in itself? Most of it's not, but it, it arrives. But what the issue is, is the issue of the heart. It's the cares. It's the worries. It's the anxieties. It's the desires that are in the heart for those things. And it's deceitful. The deceitfulness in this desire, this love of those things. They crowd, they crowd, they crowd until they choke. So what do we do with those things that we know in our lives? If you're a gardener, you go into your garden and you choose your tool well. You might want to take out a weed whacker. What does a weed whacker do? It whacks. It cuts above the surface. You might want to take your trowel to do a job with those thorns deep into the soil of those roots to pull them out. We have to deal with the roots, the desires that are within. And so what is that? It's repentance. It's recognizing what those thorns are in your heart that are crowding around and is turning away from them in confession and calling them as they, as they are, deceitful desires and uprooting them in repentance and making room for that growth so that you can grow and bear fruit. The one who hears and has all the thorns around will not yield this fruit. But if you make room, if you make way, you will. What kind of here are you? Are you this one here, the here among the thorns? Or are you like this last one, the here with good soil in the heart? And this is the one who is fruitful, the fruitful here. This is the seed that is sown in good soil. Look at verse 8. And the other seeds fell in good soil. And with this one, it produces grain, growing up, increasing, and yielding 30 and 60 and 100-fold. What a harvest with this soil as the seed is sown. And what is this one like, this here in verse 20? Those who are sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word. They accept it and bear fruit, 30 60 and 100 fold. And if you know soil, if you're a gardener, you will know that it has essential elements for it to be good soil. Nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, those are essential for good soil. Now imagine 
in your heart, the soil of your heart needing also essential soil, good soil. And as we read the Synoptic Gospels, these are Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and we see how they also add to this. We have here in Mark, it says, hear and accept. That means receiving and welcoming this word. In the Gospel of Matthew, it adds, hear and understand. And then the Gospel of Luke, it says, hear and hold with an honest and good heart. That's good soil. So it's not just hearing, but it's hearing and adding those three elements. Did you hear that? It's not just hearing. It's hearing with those three elements. And so as you hear, we want to hear as it is. This word of the one who hears with good soil. And you might hear this word and think, who has goodness in him? Who is good? If you know your Bibles, it says very clearly, no one is good, not even one. So how can it say in the Gospel of Luke that you hear with an honest and good heart? There's only one who is good, one who lived this life in this world, and as he heard the word of God, he not only heard it, but he practiced all of these things. He accepted it. He understood it. He received it with that honest and good heart. Do you know him? You're here because you know that this is the place where the good news of Jesus Christ is preached. It's good news. It's the gospel. And the gospel is this, that Jesus Christ, this good teacher, whatever word he received from his Father, he did. It was his food to do the will of his Father. And it was the will of his Father to be like a grain of wheat, and to die on that cross where he was crucified that good servant the suffering servant on that cross we find the son of god who gave up his life for us and he was raised he was raised from the dead and because of that life that fruit-bearing life, there is a harvest of souls from his death and his resurrection. And what is the harvest? It's the harvest of those, of those who have been born again to a new and living way. Peter says that love one another with a pure heart. And the only way we can love one another with this honest and good heart is when we are born again. And new birth comes when the seed, this seed that is not perishable but imperishable and that it is sown in human hearts. It's the living and abiding word of God. As people hear it, they receive it and they believe it. Romans 10 verse 17, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And you're hearing these words. 
the word of Christ, are you believing as you hear? This word comes to us in hearing, but are you actually hearing them? Because it's not just hearing as though you are now, but it's taking these words and going and doing them. Because James says, do not only be doers of the word, but hearers also. So not deceiving yourself. You know how Jesus preached in the Sermon of Mount? All those commands that we hear and we're convicted to the core. But he says, these words of mine that you have just heard, the wise one, the wise here is the one who goes and does them. So hearing is with the obedience of faith. It's going and doing them. That's the kind of hearing that we see here. You've been given ears. If you're here and receiving them, accepting them, understanding them with a good and honest heart, by the grace of God, by faith, you've been given the ears to hear. Now hear them. Hear them as they are. As we close, I want to go back to the use of a camera. There's no camera like this one, but what if that camera were to come down and zoom into your heart and have the ability to see at the various levels of your heart and to see right there at the surface, is it going to find a hard heart? Has the word today found a resistance? in your heart, or are you receiving it as it ought to be received, not the word of men, but the word of God? And as we go take that camera and we go below the surface, we're finding soil that is not shallow, but full of moisture, where there's room for those roots to go down deep in trust in the Lord. So that when trials and temptations and persecution come, you will withstand. You will stand. Or if that camera were to come and above the surface find that there are thorns gathering around, the desires of many things, of pleasures, these things that you allow to be crowded around, or are you actually taking that trial and are you uprooting those desires? and making room for growth. Or if that camera were to come down and see under the surface, good soil, what would it find? Would it find good soil that is in union with Jesus Christ as you are in him, trusting in him? And with the fruit that is born from you, giving glory to God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that in this word that we receive, there is life, the word of life that comes to us. And we pray that his word has gone out to us, that we would receive it as it is, the word of God. We ask, Father, that you would Enable us by your spirit to be doers of this word and not only hearers, 
and that in bearing fruit, we would do so for your glory. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.